May God speak to you through today's message from Pastor Adam Jungblut. Good morning. Man, I'm glad y'all are here. My name's Adam Jungblut. I'm the membership and ministry pastor here at the park. I'm glad you're here because we are kicking off a brand new series today called Stepping Up, a leadership series. Now, this whole past year, I was exposed to one of the greatest and most highly sought after leadership positions ever. You see, every Wednesday night, I got to serve as a small group leader in the kids' ministry. I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. Uh, I, I led two groups, a kindergarten group and in a second grade group. And in the kindergarten group, I got to witness this leadership position. I'm telling you, the kids longed for this leadership position. There were times when there was pushing and shoving over this leadership position. There were times that I felt like, as the small group leader, very insignificant compared to this leadership position. And I was a small group leader. I'm talking about a line leader. Yeah, line leader. Yeah, the reason you laugh is because you remember the good old days of being a line leader. You see, here's how small group goes. We have a lesson, we have a craft, we have a game. And if all of those are finished early, and we have a little bit of time left over, we get to go to the playground. And if we finish, and then I say, hey, let's go to the playground. I need a line that starts right here. There is a fight, a royal rumble battle right here in front of me for who gets to be the line leader. There is pushing, there is name calling, there is cutting. It got to the point where I had to write down names of who had been line leader before. And so everybody could have a chance to be a leader. I'm telling you, whoever the line leader was, they walked 10 feet tall and bulletproof. Even though it's maybe 50 yards to the playground. Maybe. And all they do is walk. They don't do anything. We hold the doors open. We take care of it. They just walk. But they're the line leader. It was pretty amazing to watch. I've got to be honest with you. But here's the thing. Leader, for us, is a very polarizing word. I mentioned the word leader, and there's a part of us that kind of bristles back a little bit. There's a part that initially comes in and says, I'm not a leader. I'm not ready to be a leader. When did the word leader go from being like a fought-after, sought dream when we were young to now being something that has a lot of baggage to it? You see, the idea of leadership has changed for us. We look at it differently. We view it differently than we used to. In this series, Stepping Up, we're going to talk about the small steps that we have to take in leadership. Now, when we hear leadership, we think of this position right here. We think of the highest position. We think of the most bought in, vision, time-consuming, and we say, no, I'm not ready for that. That's not me. I don't want that. I got way too much on my plate. I'm not a leader. I don't have the qualities. I'm not me. This is really not what we're going to be talking about in this series. By the way, is there a doctor in the house? Show of hands. Yeah, no, seriously? Okay. If I fall, your job, first man up. All right? That was a joke. You, you didn't move. I need you to be ready. 
Look, this is where we're going to be spending most of our time in this series. These steps. In the early stages of what we need to look at and what we need to talk about. For the series, we're going to be looking at a character in the Bible. His name's Moses. It's a very famous biblical character. You might know him as Charlton Heston, but his name in the Bible is Moses. Look, everybody knows the stories about Moses. Moses is the parting of the Red Sea leader. Moses is the guy that climbs Mount Sinai and gets the Ten Commandments from God. This Moses is very hard to relate to sometimes. However, there's a Moses that a lot of us forget about. You see, Moses, he was born a Jew, but through a series of circumstances, was raised in the house of the Pharaoh while the Jews were enslaved in Egypt. So he was away from his people, and he grew up as royalty. Through a series of events, he's out, and he's watching the Egyptian slave masters beat and whip a Jewish slave, one of his people, and he couldn't take it anymore. And in anger and rage, he killed the Egyptian slave master. He was, fa- he was fearful. He was scared. I mean, he was royalty and he murdered somebody. They started realizing, hey, that's Moses. He did this and Moses ran. He fled to a land called Midian. For 40 years, he was in hiding. He wound up getting married and starting a family. He was a shepherd. He tended after his father-in-law's sheep. You see, when we think of Moses, we think of part the Red Sea. We think of the Ten Commandments, Moses. We don't often think about the murderer who was hiding for 40 years in fear. That Moses is easily forgotten. That Moses is a person that nobody would ever expect to be a leader. The Moses who parts the Red Sea, well, everybody expects him to be the leader. But the shepherd who killed the guy and is hiding for out for 40 years, living in total obscurity, nobody thinks he's ever qualified for leadership. We're going to be looking in this series at what small steps did Moses have to take to eventually become that great leader. Because that's what applies to us. That's where we are. But look, what's the danger if we just randomly cast out the fact, if you know what, I'm not a leader, no matter what I do, I'm a leader. Do you not even know why? Why am I here? I'm not going to come to the rest of the series. Well, what's the danger if we don't take this very serious? Well, there's a great danger. The great danger is there is a pretty good chance that you are a leader in an area of your life, and you don't even know it yet. Or maybe you know you're a leader, and you're very ineffective at it, and you could become more effective. See, because the people that you're leading, there's a chance that they're getting hurt, and you don't know it. There's a chance that there's hurt feelings because they're expecting you to lead and you're not. Because you haven't taken it seriously or you don't know about it. Or or maybe there is a chance that God is asking you to step up and lead in a certain area. And you're not going to do it. Because your idea of leadership is this high leader right here. And so you're telling God, no, I'm not that. I can't, I can't do that. 
and everything's going to pass you by. Everything's going to be gone. And God's going to have to move to somebody else. See, there is a very grave danger if we don't seriously look at leadership. So we're going to look at Moses. We're going to look at the small steps. And together, all of us are going to begin to step up in leadership. If we're going to begin to step up in leadership, the very first thing that we have to do is we have to acknowledge that I am a leader. We have to acknowledge that I am a leader. Look, this is the hardest part, to be honest with you. People think this is the hardest part of leadership. It's not true. This is the hardest part right here. One step. Putting yourself on the leadership ladder and saying, I am a leader. That's the hardest part. That's the hardest, most difficult thing to do. The rest of this, it's actually relatively easy. That's the hardest. That's what we're going to look at today. When did Moses go from being a hiding, a murderer, fearful, to saying, I'm a leader? That's the step that we need to look at. Because the very first thing that we all have to do is we have to acknowledge that I am a leader. Look, it's probably going to take some convincing for you. You're probably thinking right now, well, I'm not a leader. That's exactly what Moses said. You see, Moses, he's hiding out in the land of Midian with his family, tending his father-in-law's sheep. And there's a famous scene in the Bible where Moses is out, he's tending the flocks, and he sees a bush that it's on fire, but it's not burning. And so he goes closer to inspect it, and God begins to speak to him through this burning bush. And God begins to tell him, hey, Moses, you think you're in obscurity? I got my eye on you. I've always known where you are. Here's the deal. I want you to go back to Egypt and lead my people out of slavery. What do you think Moses said? No, you know, other Moses. Other side of Mount Sinai. There must be another Moses, God, because I'm a murderer, and I've been hiding out for 40 years. I've been hiding out from Egypt. I'm not, I'm not going back. I don't think so. Look, look, look at exactly what he says. Exodus 3.11, it says, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Who am I? Who should I do that? What? What? No. This isn't me. They continue to talk. He says in Exodus chapter 4, verse 10, Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. It's a very formal way of saying, Yeah, don't think so, God. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you've spoken to your servant, I am slow of speech and tongue. God, I can't do this. I, I trip over my words. God, I, I, I can't do this. I can't step up and, and lead my family. I, I haven't been following you very long. God, I, I can't step up and lead. I'm still recovering from some hurts, habits, and hang-ups that I have in life. I can't lead anybody. God, how can I lead people? I'm up to my eyeballs in so much debt that I, I can't even see what's going on. I am so confused. How, how can I even be a leader? 
God, how can I be a leader? I, I'm, not an, I'm not extroverted. I'm not out there. I'm not, you know, flamboyant, passionate. That's not me. I'm just kind of a quiet, behind-the-scenes person. How can I be a leader? That's, that's the route that Moses is going. But look what happens in Exodus chapter 5. Look what happens in 5.1. Afterwards, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go. Moses needed some convincing. But eventually he took that first step. He walked into Pharaoh for the first time. And he said, Pharaoh... Lord God says, let my people go. Moses had no idea parting of the Red Sea was in his future. He had no idea that the Ten Commandments was in his future. What he knew is step one. Hey, Pharaoh, God says, let my people go. Moses never thought he'd be in this position. Moses needed convincing. Moses had to take that first step and say, I am a leader. Look, if you're a parent, you're a leader. If you're a grandparent, you're a leader. If you have younger siblings, you're a leader. If, if you're a senior in high school, you're a leader to the 11th graders. If, if you're a junior, you're a leader to the sophomores. You're a leader in your workplace. And it might, might not be by title. It might be by just people's vision of you that you lead because of your work ethic. And while you're there at the office, you work harder than anybody else. Maybe you're a leader at the office because you're able to accomplish so much, and yet when the end of the day rolls around, you go home to spend time with your family. Maybe you're a leader in your circle of friends because you have integrity and everybody looks to you for the right answers and to always do the right thing. Like on Facebook, this is one of the things that I love watching. There is a good chance that there is somebody in your life that every time you post something that you did or you take a picture of what you did, like one week later, they do the exact same thing. Yeah. You're laughing because you know somebody, or you're laughing because you do that to somebody. But look, you're a leader. You set the tone. You did it first, and people followed you. Being a leader doesn't have to just come by a title. It doesn't have to just come by age. Look, you are a leader. So look, you can remain trying to hide in obscurity. But the reality is, is that you're a leader. And until you step up on this first step, there are great aspects in life that are, you are just going to miss. There are leadership opportunities with your family that you are going to miss. Leadership opportunities with friends that you're going to miss. Acknowledge that you're a leader. Here's the second thing that you've got to do. You've got to understand that I am being led. You've got to understand that I am being led. Here's the thing about being a leader. Leaders understand that there's always kind of this two-way vision in leadership. You see, the obvious 
obvious way of leadership is if I'm here and if I'm leading and I'm working my way up this leadership ladder, there's always people that are following me. There's always people that are following me. That's the easy part to understand in leadership is that if you're leading, you have some kind of built-in authority as a leader that kind of what you say goes, whether by title or whether by practice. Everybody understands this. Good leaders understand that at the same time of looking at those who are following you, you are looking ahead because you are always being led. There is always somebody in authority over you. No leader is without authority over them. Every CEO has a board. Every president has a Congress. Every king has a parliament. And everybody has a mama. So, always under authority. All right? Moses had to learn this. And Moses had to learn this very early. Uh, Look at what we find in Exodus chapter 3. This is God speaking to Moses, and look at what he says. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Jumping to verse 10, so now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Look, for us to begin to step up in this ladder of leadership, we have to understand this idea of two-way leadership, and it has to do with authority. If Moses was going to lead the Israelites out of slavery, well, the Israelites were going to have to listen to him. But whose people were they? God's people. Who called Moses? God did. Who's ultimately leading this thing? God is. Look, Moses had to understand that he was in a position of authority and that he was under authority at the same time. Which brings us to our third thing. Which brings us to number three. If we're going to step up in leadership, we have to routinely seek the one who's ultimately leading. So, once we acknowledge that we're a leader, we understand, okay, I have authority over the people that I'm leading, but at the same time, I am under authority. Once we get that image, Moses got it. Okay, God called me to lead his people, but they're his people. God is in charge. I'm fulfilling God's commands over his people. I have to routinely seek him. Look at what we find. Look at what we find in Exodus 5 in the beginning of 6. Moses returned to the Lord. Circle returned for me. It's crucial. And said, why, Lord, have you brought trouble on this people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on this people. And you have not rescued your people at all. Then the Lord said to Moses, now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of my mighty hand, he will let them go. Because of my mighty hand, he will drive them out of his country. Moses' key in this passage is that he returned. He didn't 
get his marching orders out in Midian from the burning bush and say, cool, God, I got it. We'll see you in the Holy Land. Meet us there. I can take this from here. No. He routinely returned to God. God is the one that is ultimately leading. He continued to seek after him. Every lieutenant, every major in the army gets their marching orders. They begin to follow them out, but they are routinely seeking the one that is in higher authority of them. For course corrections, is this still the plan? Hey, we've experienced this, we didn't think of, which way do you want me to go? There is a constant communication from those that are under authority. How do we routinely seek the one who's ultimately leading? Well, we primarily do it through prayer and reading our Bible. That's it. I mean, look, if you are going to be a good leader, you have to routinely seek God. A good parent understands, God, these are your kids. You gave them to me. And now that they're being bad, what in the world do you want me to do with them? Because I know what I want to do with them. Yeah. Look, you have got to routinely seek after God. You have to have an open communication where you can talk to him in prayer. And then you have to give him the ability to speak back to you through his word. All leaders understand, God, how am I going to lead this family? God, how am I going to lead this circle of friends? God, how am I going to lead those in, 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 the, in the workforce that look up to me? How am I going to set an example in what I do to those around me? God, how do you want me to lead? The key is, it's a routine. We see throughout Moses' entire life that he routinely went back to God. It was a routine of Moses's that whenever they camped out after they have left Egypt, one of the very first things that he did is he went and sought God. We see it constantly. Moses routinely went. You've got to set up a routine. It can't just be something that just happens randomly or it's only when you need help. Only when it's, hey God, you know, I can handle these small things, but this is a big one, so hey, could you hook me up? No, that's not it. It's got to be a routine, and you've got to set it up to where you have a routine in your life that you seek after him. Look, one of the easiest ways for you to do that is to join a small group. Today, we are kicking off signups for our summer small group semester. Here's the great thing about a small group. It's a routine. Your small group meets once a week. Listen to this. Your small group is a group of people from this church who are leaders. All of us in here are leaders. Your small group is a chance for you every single week to routinely seek with other leaders the one who is ultimately leading. If you desire to be a better leader, then you sign up for a small group. That is the routine that you put in place in your life to ensure that you are taking these small steps of leadership. Like in your worship guide is a small group little summer catalog. It looks just like this. Here it is. 
Because small groups are so important, the small group system is making an amazing slight change this summer. Because look, it's summertime, you're busy. We know it, I'm busy, nobody in here has got a wide open summer with nothing booked and nothing planned. But that doesn't change the fact that small groups are absolutely vital to our spiritual growth and to our development as leaders. So here's what we've done. The summer semester is a 10-week semester. It starts beginning of June, and it ends kind of in the beginning of August. It's 10 weeks. However, we have also given two other options. You can sign up for a small group that meets for the first five weeks of the summer, five weeks starting in June. There are some small groups in here that just run for five weeks. Maybe the second half of your summer is absolutely booked with trips and you know you're not going to be here. Well, great. Well, then sign up for a small group that meets for the first half of the summer. Or maybe for you, it's the opposite. The, hey, as soon as summer starts, we are out of here on vacations and we won't be back till about the beginning of July. Great. We have small groups that are starting the beginning of, the July, uh, beginning of July and they run for five weeks. Look, there's three options. You can sign up for a group all summer long and sign up for a group the first half, or sign up for a group in the second half. Sign up for a group. Make the commitment to put something in place in your life that will allow you to routinely seek the one who is leading you. Make that commitment. Look, in just a couple of seconds, we will give you time for you to flip through this, to look at each small group Find out where it is, if it has childcare, if it's a full summer one, if it's session A or session B, the times. We will give you time in a little bit to look through this, all right? It is completely essential that you sign up today. Look, here's what I want you to take away from today. This. Step one. You can do this. Let me tell you what our world is absent of today. Godly leaders. You know what our world's filled with? Our world is filled with leaders who feel like they're in leadership positions for themselves, for their gain, for their agenda, for what they think is the most important. And in the process, they forget about the needs of those they're leading. We can look at it on a grand scale in our nation, but it is taking place in our communities right here in our area. It's taking place in households. It's taking place across this entire globe of leaders that do not understand that they are under the authority of God. It starts right here in this room. We clamor for change and we clamor for leaders, but it begins here. It begins with us in this room taking this step of leadership and saying, I am a leader, and I am a leader who is committed to understanding that God is in authority over me, and I will follow him. This is what starts today for our church. This is what starts today for our kids, for our youth, is this step that we have to take.
You can do this. I truly believe that at the end of this series, this can be a radically different church. We are going to talk about in this series how leaders cast vision to those that are following. We're going to talk about how a leader serves those that he or she is leading. We're talking about how a leader can train up and bring others along in leadership. Make a commitment to come to the rest of this series. Like I want everybody right now, pull out your connection card. Flip it over on the back, and I want you to take a next step or steps based on the message today. Maybe for you, it's this first one. Admit that I am a leader. Would you just put yourself on the leadership ladder and say, I am a leader. Maybe not a grand scale leader at this time, but don't worry, we got three more weeks left of the series. Maybe for you, it's this next one. View God as my leader and submit to his authority. Maybe for you, it's this next one. Commit to read a book over leadership during this series. Look, if that's you and you want to do some more reading over leadership, if you just really like it, I, check that box. I will email you this week about five or six leadership books that I absolutely love, and I would recommend you picking out one of them and reading. Maybe if you use this next one, to become a Christ follower for the first time. Because there's never come a time in your life that you've realized that God, who created you, has a plan for you, is calling you to something great. I mean, the very nature of being a Christ follower means that we have put our faith in Jesus Christ and we are committed to following him. There's never come a time in your life where you've asked Christ to come into your life to be your Lord and your Savior. Would you do that today? Would you make the commitment to be a Christ follower for the first time as your first step of leadership? If that's you, I want you to check this box. Be sure that your name, email address, and address is on the front. There's some stuff that I want to send you. And on your way out, by every door, there's packets called New Believers Packets. I want you to grab one on your way out. All right, maybe for you it's this next one. Join an adult small group for the summer semester in order to routinely seek God. If that's you, there's a spot. Check this box, and then write the code of the small group. It's in all caps, a bold blue letters, code for every small group. Check that box and write the code in that line. Sign up my youth. So this is for kids entering fifth and then entering their first year of college for a summer small group. Write their name and the code that you want. The youth small groups are in the very beginning of the catalog. Our kids' small groups only run during the school year. So we've got other events and activities for them. And then here's another one. Commit to return for the remainder of the Stepping Up series. Let me close this in prayer as Pat and the worship team come up. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, God, that you would give each one of us the courage to make that first step, to admit that we are leaders. God, would we take that first step in confidence of knowing that you desire to lead us. God, that you desire to do great and mighty things through us. God, I pray that you would give us strength that no matter where we are, God, no matter what we think of ourselves, God, or our own self-identity, God, that doesn't matter. It matters how you see us. God, I pray that you would show us, God, how to begin to step on the leadership ladder, to take that very first step. God, would you help us to routinely seek you? God, I pray that we would take these principles, that we would apply them in our lives. God, and that we would be blessed, that this church would begin to generate leaders on all levels in this community. God, that we would start a movement here in this West Houston region, God, that would spark a fire throughout the world. We love you. 
And we ask all this in your name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com or facebook.com slash parkwayfellowship. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more. It is available both in the Apple App Store and Android's Google Play.